Nevada basketball's Jordan Caroline, and you listen to Pac Center. What up, Wolfpack Nation? It is your host, Garrett Hirschberg, here with my amazing co-host, Jordan Burns. Jordan, how's it going? It's going great, Garrett. You can see that I'm doing a little, like, the, the princess po- wave because I'm I'm amazing. This is, this is truly great radio. Uh, over the weekend, we got to watch two thrilling uh, baseball games that came down to the wire. Nevada baseball took the series and some governor series points against Nevada Southern. Ooh. Softball had one hell of a weekend, and both tennis teams earned dubs uh, as well. We recently had uh, some breaking news out of the Nevada basketball camp that we will talk about later. Uh, I'm so- super excited to talk about that, man. We have not had a, a good talk about what we're going to be talking about all year. We haven't, had bre- I- we haven't had breaking news in a while. That is true. We haven't had really good breaking news like this and something that we can really sit down and dive into and talk about. And I'm really excited to do that. But we'll save that for the end of the show. That, yeah. yeah uh, so but, you guys had to listen the whole time mm-hmm. to find out what this is. So let's just jump straight into baseball recap. Uh, last Tuesday, we recorded early, so we couldn't talk about this game against Santa Clara. But they did win 5-3. to three, And in that game, they were tied 3-3 in the bottom of the eight. And then Tyler Bassetti won the game for Nevada with a clutch two-RBI two triple. boy, Tyler. Uh, Cole Krismerick. Krismick uh, had a great day at the plate as he went two for four and scored three runs for the pack. Freshman Jordan Jackson picked up his first win of the season, and closer Keon Kabinian uh, picked up his third save of the season. You going to say something? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I, actually, I, I do want to say something. We didn't get to go to this game in particular. Because this was a Tuesday and we were recording during the game. Yeah, but... Watching Nevada baseball this weekend, we'll go and talk more about that specific game um, next, actually. But going there and seeing the atmosphere, it's actually pretty exciting. I mean, Nevada baseball is kind of on point, man. They're the outfielders. We saw some incredible plays being made out there. I mean, it's a couple diving catches out in center field. And I think that it's one of those sports that are super underrated and underappreciated here at Nevada. And I definitely encourage people to go out there and watch it. I mean, as a, I, I was doing the photography for it, and I had a blast taking photos. I think that some of the, the photos that we that we took were incredible. You'll see them uh, posted on our Instagram page, um, at Paxson Nevada. Just putting that plug in there. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, like, go out there and check this out. I just want to, like, urge people to go watch Nevada baseball. Let's, let's take a quick little side note. How, you said underrated. How does how does the team get more people to come come out and support? Is because I know they have a for the people that do show up, they have a good little fan base. Their their fans are hecklers. It's funny, uh, but how do you get like more of the student population to come out to baseball games? You know, I think that's actually the big question. Look, you have to look at what does football and what does basketball do because those are the well, ones. Ba- football. Based off last season, football had no numbers. Yeah, but historically what football does is they hit the social media hard and they hit the marketing hard. Coach Muss for basketball, he's the god of getting people to come out to games. He will stand out there every day and, and get people to come to these games. I think that the, the biggest issue with a game like baseball is that you're constantly on the road and you're constantly busy. These, You're, you're playing three games in a row. As a coach, you're not going to have time to – to take the time out of your day to actually go out there and hustle and make sure that people know that you're playing 
especially when you're playing three games on a weekend. You're not going to get a bunch of students out there all the time. But I definitely encourage people to but check it, the schedule. But as you said, it, it is the weekend. Students shouldn't have class going on. Sure, they might be studying, but games are at night or like or like during the day. That's why I think that it's actually possible to for baseball to get a little bit more credit. I think that we do have a population on campus that would be into a baseball game. Let me tell you this. The the food is on point. Like the concessions are great. Go check it out. Even if you're gonna come down for a couple beers and a hot dog, like you'll have a good time. Maybe don't even stay for the whole game. Just enjoy the atmosphere. Support your team. It's a fun park. Bacoli Park is a, is really cool. It's really nice, manicured, and the team is really really good this year. I mean, they beat uh, Nevada Southern two games to one, um, and we'll talk a little bit more into like the stats for that in a little bit. But definitely a team that has potential to be really exciting and to get to get to a point of like up there with baseball and basketball i mean basketball and football See, the one thing when that that is nice is about basketball is that it's such like i wouldn't say a short game but it's quick like you can get in and out in two hours yeah rather than with baseball it's usually a three plus hour game football especially in college football especially if it's a televised game four or five hour game so i just don't think a lot of people want to stay especially since it is cold and it is outside I, this time of the season, though, it's warm. It was nice when we were there. A light jacket on. Go out there. Put a couple beers in you, man. Go get a go get a, a Coors Light or a Blue Moon at the concession stand. Sit out there and watch this game. All right, and here's and that was Jordan's uh, top picks for concession stand items. I mean, yeah, All right. <laughs> my top picks anywhere. <laughs> All right, but let's jump back into the schedule. Uh, Thursday, they kicked off the series against Nevada Southern. They won that game 5-4. to four. And in that game, Dylan Shrum, Dilly Dilly, walked it off for the pack with a uh, single in the bottom of the ninth. Cole Krismerick had another strong day at the plate as he went 3-for-3 three three on the day. Ace Mark Nowazeski had a strong outing, uh, went seven innings, striking out three, did not record a decision, but Jordan Jackson came in for relief and picked up and pitched two stellar innings where he picked up his second win of the season. Moving on to Friday's game, they they won eight to seven, and this was a nail biter. Uh, you and Nevada Southern was coming back in the bottom of the and the top of the ninth, and Keaton Smith saved the game for the pack as he made a diving stop to end the game when the Rebels had runners in scoring position. Joshua Zamora had a great day at the plate, going three for five while scoring two runs for the pack. Uh, Grant Ford uh, pitched four and two-thirds inning, giving up six runs, and despite that number, he still struck out seven batters. Dalton Gomez came out of the pen and picked up his second win of the season, and closer Keon Kabinian uh, picked up his fourth save of the season. With that second win, we officially clinched the first series. We played down in Vegas later in the season. And if we can win that series, we would ultimately earn the points for the season against the Rebels in the in regards to the Governor's Series. Moving on to the third and final game, it was not the it was, did not have the same results. And on Saturday, we did lose seven to three. Mike Echevilla was had a productive day, went two for four, driving in two of the three runs. And freshman Jake Jackson finally picked up his first loss of the season, going six innings along four runs. His record is now five and one. Now, moving on Monday, they had a game against number four in the nation, Oregon State, and that game came down to the wire. Uh, we lost three to two. Such It was such a heartbreaking loss for, 
arguably the top one of the top teams in the country. They worked were ranked number one last year. Uh, Nevada had a two one lead heading into the bottom of the ninth, and they just were not able to seal the deal. Yeah, I mean the fact that it was such a close game against the number four in the nation team, um, I think that's something to be proud about. You're coming off um, a, a huge series, a huge yeah, a huge winning series too. So you come in with the momentum, and then obviously we're we're competitive in a game like this. I think that that's something to be proud of and to take on when we go and play the rest of the Mountain West and hopefully come out on top in the conference. Yeah, and thinking about it, Nevada Southern is a top 30 team in the nation. You go from being them beating them two series, two to one in that series, to having a quick two-game series against number four, Oregon State, especially in Oregon, that's tough. It, it, and it, it's like you don't – you like – you expect them to – you you looking at the season thought, okay, these were going to be losses, but like watching the game – Seeing Nevada actually have the lead going into the t- bottom of the ninth, I I felt some optimism for this team this year, and I think that's what you get is that optimistically this team could take on anybody, and I think that you don't let a loss like this discourage you. You let it motivate you, and hopefully when they come up, if they get to come up against someone else of equal or greater standing, they go into it confident and in knowing that they do have a chance to actually win. So, yeah, and speaking about that, just going into more detail about that game against Oregon State, uh, they only managed to get four hits, which they obviously didn't listen to the show last week. I told him, go hit the ball. That's the most important thing in this game. Hit the ball and catch it on the other side. Uh, yeah, the runs were scored on a Mike Echevia and Grant Fennel double. Uh in the fourth and sixth innings, respectively. Ke- uh, Keon Kabinian looked looked good for the most part in extra innings, but he did pick up his first loss of the season. Uh, as someone as someone who went to their first baseball game this week, Jordan, how did you think the team looked? I mean, I said it earlier, I think this team is extremely underrated. The fact that I've gone three years and never gone to a, ba- to a Nevada baseball game, it shocks me, and I'm a little disappointed in myself. I had a great time. I think, I, I mean, I was working, I was taking photos the whole time. But this team is solid. They, they made some incredible plays, and it was actually exciting. You know, I'm not a huge baseball fan, and I'll put that out there in general. I can't watch I'm, – I'm a, I'm a Giants fan at heart, and I put that in air quotes because I only watch the Giants in the World Series or in the playoffs. Um, it's hard for me to sit through an entire nine-inning nine game, and I understand that. Um, for a lot of people, it's the same way. But, I, I again, I, I had – there was a, a lot of plays there that stuck out in my mind that were like, wow, this is actually really exciting. It didn't bother me that I was outside. It didn't bother me that I was working. I really did enjoy the game, and I thought that Nevada looked solid. I think what makes uh, Pacoli Park great is that there's no bad seat. Exactly. You know, Pacoli Park is one of those cool places because it's situated right at the bottom of campus. For those living or in north, 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 sorry, top in the north of campus, right by where all the apartments are. So there's really no excuse for anyone that lives in the Republic, the Summit, or the Highlands not to make it down there. Or even on campus, it's not even that far of a yeah, walk. Yeah, even on campus, it's not even that far of a walk. You like know, I, I know, I know from certain parts in the Republic, like in one of my roommates' rooms, you could watch the gate. You could watch the game. You could see it from your apartment, Garrett. And that's what I'm saying. Like, sit down at Pacoli Park. At nighttime, when the sun starts to go down, the lights in the city come on, and it's incredible to look to look look down the barrel of the pitcher and see the 
You can see the circus circus and all the lights coming downtown, and it makes for an incredible scene. So go for the beauty, go for the baseball, and you know, and go for the wins because this team has what it takes to to, to win multiple games consistently. Yeah, you're right, and I think that this team is going to be a force to be reckoned with, not only this year, but in in the Mountain West. They still got some very tough games ahead, but I I believe in this team. I think that this team, especially after this last series, uh, they're good. They've won each of the they've won their first four Mountain West series, which is fantastic. Exactly, and I think that. The deeper this the season goes, we'll start to really see um, who in the Mountain West comes on top, and I think Nevada is going to be a contender at least to be in the top three. I think that there there might be a three team race in between Nevada, San Diego State, and Nevada Southern. It, it's weird because Nevada struggled; they were towards the bottom of the barrel last year. But I think you've seen really good production out of uh, fan favorite Dylan Shrum, who as soon as dilly as, dilly 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 that that was. That was great. Uh, you got Grant Martin Novacheski. You got Jake Jackson and Jordan Jackson, the Jack, the freshman Jacksons. I definitely think that TJ Bruce is doing something well here. I think that the recruiting is looking good. the The coaching is looking solid. Like forgot, like you you speak about recruiting. Their uh, freshman Joshua Zamora leads the team in home runs. Exactly, I think that he's a leadoff hitter. The worst that you can say about this team is that this year might not be their year to go all the way but they have potential to really grow into this new team and I think TJ Bruce the longer that he's been here in Nevada the, the more solid his team is going to be getting become with this recruiting and I think that for the freshmen or the sophomores listening here come back in two years and you'll really really have a solid solid team I feel like yeah, yes, you make that argument, but looking at it from a pitching perspective, you lose a lot of big arms this year. You got Novacheski, who's a senior, Keon Kabinian, a senior. Uh, I think Ryan, I think Ryan Anderson's a senior. So you lose three big arms, in especially one in the one in the starting rotation, two in the bullpen. Sure, you got Jake Jackson, who's been lighting it up all year. But I just think it's, it, we we see this in other sports. It's hard to replace these big time. Names you saw that especially in volleyball last year they lost so many key pieces, uh, in what was it 2016 or yeah 2016 they were so good come back 2017 not so great. I think that there's definitely you definitely make a good point there, Garrett, that there's going to be some some tough losses coming the end of the season, but I think that with T.J. Bruce and the success that Nevada is going to have this year. And maybe next year too, that the recruiting power, he might be able to pull in a, a big arm. And you think, I mean, as I said before, Pacoli Park's beautiful. That that would sell me as a baseball player to come out here and and play. Especially with the new turf, I like the N in N in center field. Mm-hmm. I know that's what I'm saying. Like it's a beautiful park. You know, the only thing that I'd love to see more is fans to come out there. If we want to see a better baseball team, the fans have to come out and participate. The students have to be out there. And we've got to make it. It, look, uh, I don't, also, it's I don't know why students aren't out there. Tickets are free for students. I, I, I'm so I'm saying like tickets are free for students. It's right there. It's walking distance for the majority of campus. Just come on down, have a couple drinks, enjoy the game. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to do. But I'm out there taking photos, <laughs> and you know what? I'm still having a good time. I'm still enjoying myself. Yeah, you're right. And looking ahead for this week in baseball, uh, Tuesday, as we record, uh, 
Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday night, they face Oregon State to conclude that. And then this weekend, they travel to the Bay Area to face San Jose State in a three-game series, which is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. San Jose State comes into this weekend with a 10-16 and 16 record, and they uh, are in conference. Uh, in conference, they are 3-8 and eight on the season, and they sit 7th in the Mountain West. Any final thoughts when it comes to baseball? Final thoughts. Nothing I've already, I haven't already said, but I'm serious, guys. Come out there, watch a game once, just once, and then tell me that you didn't have a good time. With that being said, let's take a quick break, and we'll jump into some softball recap. From break and thank you for listening to Pack Center on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Wolfpack Radio, your desired uh, platform. I know Wolfpack Radio just launched a new app, which allows you to listen to live music run by student DJs um, like your boy Truly and Jordan. Uh, but we are, if you want to listen to us on Wolfpack Radio, we go live every Wednesday from two to three. Uh, o'clock p.m., but you can always find our podcast on before and after said time. So give us a listen, and please let us know how we how we can improve this podcast. Also follow us on Twitter, at PacCenterEnvy, and Instagram, at PacCenterNevada, for more content. Garrett goes and does live tweeting for games that we attend. We did baseball this weekend, and we did basketball and football all season long. And softball, then, softball might be in the mix. Softball might be in the mix. And then check out the Instagram page for any photos and graphics that we create throughout the week for any breaking news, games, or our podcast just in general. And as Gary mentioned, don't forget to download that Wolfpack Radio app in the uh, Apple the app, app store. The iTunes. In, in the iTunes App Store and Google Play Store. But with that being said, let's jump into a softball recap, as we mentioned at the end of last segment. Uh, th- they had a three-game series in when they tra- where they traveled to Logan, Utah, to face the Aggies of Utah State. Their th- series began on Thursday, where they got a 3-2 victory over the Aggies, and that game went eight innings. Uh, Kenzie Goins won the game for the Wolfpack with an RBI fielder's choice in the top of the eighth. Not the most uh, eventful way to win a game, but, hey, a win is a win. And also in that game, Erica Hansen and Kenzie Goins led the team with two hits. And friend of the program, Julia Jensen, threw a complete game where she struck out 12 while only allowing two hits, which improves her record to 10-7. Uh, and seven. I mean, Julia Jensen coming out here as a freshman, and, I mean, you've had her on the show already before I, I came back, and you know as well as I do how – how stout of a player she is and how she's going to grow into this program. And I think that going 10-7 and as a freshman and putting up the numbers that she is right now, she's got a future ahead of her. Yeah, you're right. And just because her record is 10-7, and that, that that doesn't give justice. Like 10-7, and looking at it in perspective, it's a mediocre record. But looking at what she's done on the field, it's incredible. Like 
mostly at most of every performance she's in, it's a complete game. So she's able to go the distance and win most of the games. I mean, and as a freshman, you're learning this year. It's a building year. Not as, the record doesn't necessarily reflect how well you're playing um, and how well your progression is going. And I think that we have we forget that we put a lot of pressure on the pitcher just like we would on a quarterback. And it's not all on them to win a game. There's a lot of other factors that go into a full softball game that we can't really blame uh, her for the record. No, because as as we all know, softball is a team sport. It's not like a one-person one sport. Uh, but moving on to the second game of the series, we won 8-1. to one. Kenzie Goins adding to the uh, stats. Uh, went 3-for-3 for three for three on the day, scoring two runs and driving in an RBI, driving in a run with an RBI double. Alyssa Mendez lit it up as she also had two doubles. One in the third, which drove in a run, and one in the sixth inning, which drove in three runs, good for her, and started Amanda Guile through a complete game where she struck out three. Her record is now 3-0 and on the season. I mean, look at these numbers here, 8-1. to one. I think they listened to me last week. They hit the ball. They hit the ball out of the park. I mean, look at that, 8-1, eight and eight to one. that's a lot of runs. And Amanda Guile, three games, 3-0, and oh. she's looking good this season. Yeah, uh, it is, and especially she seems to have been inserted into the second pitching spot behind uh, behind Julia Jensen. That was that spot was reserved for Callie Sargent. She seems to have moved back in the rotation. But moving on to the third game, and what a wild finish to this game! Nevada did come away with a loss, eleven to ten. But let's set this game up. Utah State was leading eight to six in the bot in the top of the set, heading into the top of the seventh. Nevada scored four runs to take an eight to eight to ten to eight lead, but then Utah State scored three in the bottom of the seventh to eventually win the game. Another heartbreaking loss for a Nevada program. It this is something like we've seen a lot with softball. And how do you in, in just sports in general? How do you make it so that these close games that are losses eventually go your way? You know, I think that with the hard losses, as I said for baseball, you take the good out of it. You know, especially for a close game like this, you, you must have done a lot of good things. It came down to one clutch play that didn't work out or one play that there was really that you couldn't control whatsoever. You know, and you you take the momentum from the good and you look at the film from the good and you don't dwell on some of the mistakes and you keep that again, that momentum um, building off this. I think that you look at the small mistakes, the things that could have like the game changing uh, plays and you break those down and you figure out how you don't let that happen again. You're right. And I think Nevada will take, take what they learned here and especially utilize it. If, 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 and when they play Utah state again, but in this game, Kenzie Goins went three for four, including with a three-run home run. Lauren Gutierrez also homered for the pack. Uh, pitcher Kelly Sargent recorded the loss as she went three in a third inning while strike, um, striking out three. Her record is now three and eight on the season. I think an interesting thing to think about with baseball and softball is they both have stud freshman pitchers. We have Julia Jensen for softball. We have Jake Jackson for uh, baseball. So the J the JJJJ movement continues on. You know, and I, 
Any co- any coincidence on the initials of their names? Um, maybe I don't know. I think the the J in the first initial is definitely a great one. I mean, if I think about it, the people in this room with the J for the first name, they're really cool and they do a lot of good stuff. So, can you throw I, a baseball though? I don't know, but I can take a pretty dang good picture, and I can run a pretty good podcast, and. I can make pretty good documentaries. So you know what? I, I have my, my, my moments of greatness here, Garrett. So they're not going to call you out to pinch hit in the bottom of the ninth? Maybe softball. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> maybe like maybe the peewees. I could play some t-ball real quick. I can pitch in a t-ball game. That I can do. How, how many years of baseball have you played? Um, I played to the double A's, but I was that kid picking the, the grass in the backfield. <laughs> you were picking dandelions uh-huh. in, in left field? Yep. Okay, good to know. Don't ever call Jordan if you need him to play basketball, football, or baseball. Hey, 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 hey. Leave basketball out of this, okay? I've been getting good, Garrett. I beat you the other day in a pickup game. Wrong. I'm not wrong, Garrett. There is witnesses. I beat you one-on-one in half-court game, and you cannot deny this. No, I, I can't, but I'm ashamed. You should be ashamed, Garrett. I'm just, we're still waiting for you to play Cameron Oliver. Cam Oliver, I told you, if you're listening to this, you're our buddy of our program. We've talked to you before. Please play me one-on-one, dunk on me, whatever you got to do. because It'll make a great video. It would make a great video, and I think that uh, we could use some good content like that. We got a bit off. I was playing against Charlie Tooley the other day, too. (laughs) And you got schooled. I, I I got pretty yeah, I got messed up pretty bad. So <laughs> on on the season, Nevada now sits with a 500 record, 16 and 16 overall. But they are five and four in conference, which is good for fourth in the Mountain West. Is there any any way you can see Nevada softball improving their record, other than just saying win? Play Amanda Giles some more. Look at her record, man. Three and zero. I think that give give the freshman Julia Jensen a little bit of a break. She's really good, but. Let's let the other people get a chance to go play, you know, and maybe let Julia rest her arm a little bit so she's more stout once she gets her opportunity to play. All right, there is the preview. As we as we look ahead for softball, Nevada has th- uh, three-game home series this weekend when they face a tough, tough opponent in San Jose State. Surprisingly, San Jose State is good at softball. I'm not surprised. I mean, I grew up in the San Jose area, and there was a lot of good softball teams. When I was when I was doing my broadcasting, a lot of the broadcasts that I did were softball games, and a lot of those girls went on to go play at San Jose State and other and other uh, colleges in California. So I'm not surprised to see that San Jose State has a decent team. Well, looking at their record, they come into this game with a record of 24 and 10 and an 8 and 1 record in conference. So if Nevada wants to come away with uh, moving up in the rankings, this is the time to do it. Yeah, they got to bring down the champs if you want to have any chance of getting there yourself. But with that being said, let's jump into another sport real quick, and that is tennis. Men's tennis did earn their first conference victory this weekend as they defeated Air Force 4-0. Uh, this their record improves to twelve and four on the season and one and one in the Mountain West. Uh, this weekend they travel to Logan to face the Aggies, so they'll, they'll most likely be on the same flight as men's, as men's baseball. Probably not though. Maybe not, but 
Hey, I mean, tennis coming out with their Actually, first... Actually, no, 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 no. That's wrong. Men's Baseball is in San Jose, not not Utah State. I was, I was mixing it up with softball. You heard it here first, guys. Garrett messed up. He lost My bad. It. He My lost bad. in basketball this weekend to me, and now he's messing up on the on the hosting job. I think Garrett... God, I told you, all the Jays. The yeah, Jays yeah. in the room, man. Yeah, you're not stealing my spot. The Jays in the room. But anyway, as you said, first victory for men's tennis th- this season. 4-0 against Air Force. That's awesome. Air Force could not get the air under the ball, it looks like. That's real funny, bro. Uh, I'm glad you find it that way, man. Uh, but, yeah, it's good to see It's good to see tennis having a great record of 12-4 and despite being 1-1 one one in the Mountain West. Uh, they're killing it this year. Uh, women's tennis picked up a big victory over Stanislaus State, seven nothing. Their record is now six and five on the season, and they host Fresno State this weekend. So, if you're looking to kill time, check out a tennis match this weekend. Yeah, tennis match, baseball match, softball. So, no, baseball's out of town this week. Baseball's weekend. out of town this week. So, I guess you're stuck with tennis. Tennis and softball. Tennis and softball. I think both great choices if you want to get some good sporting. Uh, under your belt this weekend. Yeah, and with that being said, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with the breaking news we were talking about earlier. Tons of t- with some breaking news as this news has just been released at like 10 o'clock or 11.30 a.m. right before we started broadcasting. But the news came out of Nevada basketball camp that Cody Martin, Kayla Martin, and Jordan Carolyn have all declared for the NBA draft. But there's one silver lining to this, is that they have not hired agents, which means they can still come back to Reno. I think this is an, actually a pretty smart move on their point. I mean, after the incredible season that all three of them have had, there's a small possibility that they might get picked up by a team. Um, if And then giving them that, that option to come back is really smart. One issue is, though, that they might end up getting the same curse as Cam Oliver where they get picked up in the second round and then cut. See, Cam Oliver wasn't even drafted. He went undrafted in the second round. He was picked up by the Rockets in camp. Got a nice check for like three hundred grand. Played in the summer league, and then was got uh, got an injury. Now he's in the G League. Exactly, and I think that that might happen to these guys. The problem is they they play really really good college ball, but they don't have the size to compete at the in the NBA. And I think that going in the draft might. Uh, I don't want this to discourage them in, in any way. I don't want this to, to ruin any momentum that they have. But, I mean, it gives them the opportunity. Hey, they might come out with a fat check just like Cam Oliver. You never know. So some official details was they all posted the same graphic on Instagram and Twitter. Jordan Carolyn was the first to do it. Then it was Cody Martin and Caleb followed suit. 
Uh, they, as I mentioned earlier, they have not yet uh, signed with an agent, and they won't sign with an agent. By signing with an agent, that means your college career is over. So I think that gives them the space to come back, and they will have to decide, I think, by June 11th, whether or not they want to come back to school. The NBA draft is on June 21st. So one thing that this allows you to do is this allows players to go to the combine, get some workouts in, and decide whether or not you want to come back. Like this, like gives you like this gives a feeling out process to whether or not like you actually will be drafted by a team. Yeah, worst case scenario, they get some good exposure. They get it, it, it's good life experience. It's good experience for them on when it comes to basketball. Get to see it as the giant entity in which it is. I think this is a good move from them. Uh, I will be heartbroken if any or all of them get picked up and, and leave Nevada's program because I don't know where that would leave us uh, next season. We'd be high and dry, and I think that we'd be really, really struggling to get back to the place that we were last year. But in terms of them individually and knowing them as people, I think that this is a good move for them. I think they'll learn a lot, and I think that we're, like best-case scenario, they come out with a check. So – Getting back to Cam Oliver, Cam Oliver declared for the draft after his freshman year, decided to go through workouts, come back, and then his sophomore year, obviously we know how that resulted. So, and I don't think, this draft is stacked. It's it's such a loaded draft, and the NBA draft is always loaded. It's only two rounds. There's, I think, 60 picks. And I I don't think the Martin Twins or... Jordan Caroline are are a top sixty player. I and I don't think so either. I think I think Nevada is a top sixty team. Without, I don't without a doubt, especially with them on this team. Exactly, but again, I don't think when it when you look down to it individually, I don't think they can compete. I think they they lack the size to to, to I play think, in the NBA at the positions that they've been I think, that they've been assigned. I think Caleb Martin's the only one who's a good fit because he can be a good three and D small forward but he but Cody Martin isn't a great shooter Jordan Caroline is built like is built like he's an NFL linebacker but he's 6'6 exactly so he doesn't have height I mean he doesn't have basketball height his height 6'6 and and you say like like an NFL linebacker NFL linebackers aren't even 6'6 no they're like 6'3 6'6 he would be if he was playing a different sport he'd be a pick you know but looking at basketball He's he's small. They're all small. They're all under six foot seven, and that's small for the positions that they play. And yeah, and he's like he he's so used to playing a power forward position. But look at like teams like the Knicks. Kristaps Sorzingis is a seven foot power forward. Exactly, and they're all and the majority of players in the NBA are built like that. They're all especially the power forwards. They're big, but they're tall. They have to be the tall to, if they want to play the power forward because the people defending you are going to be seven foot tall as well. See, I think with Cam Oliver last year, I think he needed to come back this year, work on a jumper, and give his game an identity. Give his game another identity. And see, that's what I think Jordan Caroline. He's already proven that he's a good defender. He's a good post player. Now, reassure that jump shot and free throws. And I think Jordan Caroline could be a very polished player that could could get some minutes in the NBA. I don't know about the NBA, though. After his his senior year. I think definitely like one more year for both of them. Regarding, I mean, I think Cam, say, if, saying no injuries. I think Cam Oliver 
looking from an from, looking from a basketball perspective, Cam Oliver should have stayed. Yeah, looking. Well, that's all fine and dandy. We can say that now. Looking, I think it, at the time we should have said, "Look, he should have came back." I think if he comes back, this team can make a chance at the national championship game. But looking at Cam Oliver, I think that going into the he, he had a family to support. He has a family to support, man. He needed that catch. He couldn't be playing for free anymore, and he's good enough to where he could make a good chunk of change. And now he's ma- he's making money in the G League. He's he's making a living, and he's living off that that NBA uh, bonus that he got. And I think that it'll it'll survive. It'll give him it'll give him that cushion that he needs until he can has a chance to play. To, to earn his way back into the NBA, which personally I don't think he's going to be able to after that injury, and I think he's personally a little too small as well. But I think he's got overseas great potential. I think all three of the all four of these people that we're talking about have great potential to play overseas. But I don't I don't think they want to play overseas. I think as a kid growing up, your dream is to play in the NBA and not to play in some league in Spain. And I, and I get that, but realistic. I'm talking realistically though. Okay. All, they're all too small. I think Caleb and Cody are the best bets out of the three to make it in the NBA. Especially Co- uh, Caleb, who's a who's a great scorer. He can play defense. Cody's like you know a six seven point guard. So I th- I think that those two have the ability to to make it. But another thing is, how will the Twins handle if they if they if they don't get drafted? Going to different teams, you know they've played their entire lives together, and that's what I'm saying. I think it could be it could be tough to split them up. I think that I don't think you. Could, I think what makes them so great is that twin intuition that they have. They're connected on another level that other players aren't. They can twins. They can pretty much read each other's minds, and I think that plays an incredible role when you're trying to play basketball because they don't, they can communicate without even having to look at each other, and that that's dangerous. That's dangerous for anybody because you can't read what they're doing. And there's 450 spots in the NBA, so the odds of them playing together are not likely. Exactly. I mean, you're not going to put them on the same team. That's going to be extremely difficult for any team to to figure out a budget. And as you said before, one is better than the other. One will have the opportunity to play in the NBA more than the other. One is more needed. But that's why I'm saying, think about it in terms like if they go overseas, the the chance that they can be put on the same team is a lot is a lot higher. The chances that a team will see that that potential and and like that dynamic that they have and will give them both a spot because they can is likely. See, I feel like if Nevada if, if they come back, if everyone comes back, Nevada will be able to put the put itself on the map for sure, which then will give the Martin Twins and Jordan if they can, if said come back more spotlight and more more scouts will watch them. Yeah, and that comes back to it. I think that the what they're doing here is doing what Cam Oliver did and getting that experience and getting that confidence to talk to the people at the next level and then come back. They're going to be told, come back your after your senior year, play your heart out, get past the Sweet 16, do better than you did last year, and I we can I talk. Don't even think, I don't even think that's a, that, that thing matters, the Sweet 16, because you look at the top two picks, the top two number one picks in the NBA draft last year, they didn't even make the NCAA tournament. I'm just talking about motivation right now. You know, you're, they're going to be given the motivation and the the self-esteem to come back next year and play even harder. And that's what we want as fans. We want to see them do this. The sad thing is, is, is if they get picked up, where does that leave Nevada? See, yeah, as you mentioned, where does that leave Nevada? If if all three of them leave, then that will mean that Nevada will return zero starters from last year. And Lindsey Drew might not be healthy. 
Yeah, we don't know. I mean, that's a big injury that Lindsey Drew had. We could be really in We'd danger. be really undersized if, if that happens because you got Josh Hall. So it would be Nisre Zuzwa, uh, Jazz Johnson, Josh Hall, Treshawn Thurman, and then KJ Himes. So it, it'd be like a different Nevada crew. Like you wouldn't have as much star talent because those recruits, Nevada didn't get a recruit from a big-time school as they have with the past. But they got a bunch of players who can ball. So I think it'd be interesting. I think Nevada would struggle at first trying to find it. But that's why But that's why you give this team a whole summer to find its identity. Yeah, and you give them a whole summer, but I think they would need an entire season. I don't think – we couldn't – We if they all three of them went away, if they, couldn't, if they didn't come back, what we'd have to look at next year is a building year. You know, we have we, – Josh Hall would get his – would finally get his, his start. You'd – You'd hopefully get Lindsey Drew back, and we get a couple freshmen playing on the team. We'd be having, we'd be living on a building team. We'd give a lot of under, a lot of people not talented enough to be playing in in the big leagues right now a chance to play and learn. And we'd have to be patient as fans. Nevada, the student population, we won't have the same star power. We won't have the same intensity that we did the last two years. And we'd have to know that. And we'd have to to be patient with it. And I can assure you that, like. This is going to be hard on Musk. This would be a hard thing for Musk to lose, but he's a good enough coach where he can he can take whatever he's given and make something great. And we'll be competitive, but against big te- well, against Boise State and against San Diego State, we're going to struggle. Colorado State, we're not going to be number one in the Mountain West. See, I think I think looking at it, sure they might not have the star power, but there's a reason why these players chose Nevada. There's these reasons why these players chose to sit out a year to come play for Musk. So I think there's a re- must knows what he wants out of this team. Must they must recruits people based on his identity. Again, Jordan Brown is still a fret, uh, still undecided. So Jordan, come to Nevada. I know you just played in the McDonald's All American game. Jordan Brown, come to Nevada. Make a team great. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm all about the startups and making something great. Think about what that does for your legacy. If you come into a team to a to a program, and because of you, make it great. That's that's a that's a standout. Nevada is already great. You look at what they had before Muss was here. They were a seven-win team, and that's and they saying, won twenty-four games in Muss's first year, including a CBI championship. That's what Muss did, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm talking I'm talking to Jordan Brown right now. Come here and make a name for yourself in a school that could re- really use you, and you'll be a star. Okay, that's what Coach Must did. Coach Must came from the NBA down to this little school and turned the program around. And he's a freaking superstar. He's a rock star. You're right, Jordan. I know you, and I think Jordan Brown would be a starter on this team. Oh, 100. At six ten, he'd be he'd give Nevada some height and identity. And so I think with Must, he could convince Jordan to not go pro after a year. But I think I think Nevada, I think Nevada, if all three were to go pro, I think it would lose its severe identity. And they're the reason why they were a top 25 team, those three players. Exactly. And those, those were the guys that brought us to where we were this year. And if they leave, it would be a shame, and we would not know what to do. And it would take a lot of strategic planning and a lot of heart and a lot of patience for them to be back to where they were. Because, as I, yeah, because Hallis has gone senior, um, Kendall's gone senior, Elijah's gone senior. So – yeah, Nevada's not returning a lot of players. But after reading a lot of early mock drafts, no Wolfpack is players selected to be drafted. Like, and that's like, like 
I don't know if that's like a motivational thing. Like if you're like thinking like if you're a pack player seeing seeing like, oh yeah, I might be drafted this round, like coming back to school and working on your craft so that you could be drafted. Because I'm sure it's every kid's dream to hear their name called on NBA draft night. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you grew up thinking imagining that the whole time you watch play you watch the draft every year when you started when you're a kid and you hope one day that you get your name called and you're with your family and you're all jumping up and cheering and knowing that your life's about to change. Because if you look at a situation like Cam Oliver, the only time he'll hear his name being called on draft night if he plays 2K. <laughs> That's true. I, he, he never got the chance. No. And, and, and I, I think that – and the sad thing is if he was to stay this year, he might have had that chance. You're right. And I think that this team uh, – I think this team would have been a – had a chance to go to the final four, the the national championship. I think that this team could have been good, but I looking ahead, like I there's we we're out. Of, this is nothing. We we're out of control here. Uh, we we if they do decide to go pro, we wish them the best of luck. But on Monday it was the national championship, and before the national championship game, Nevada was featured five times during the one shining moment uh, montage, and in that. And in that uh in that montage they showed Mus, uh the Josh Hall shot, uh you got the locker room shot. You got you remember the scene at the end of Cincy's game where uh you got Mus and his family? It it was a really cool to see Nevada featured five times. I think Nevada had an incredible run in the NCAA tournament. I think that they were one of those teams that that people weren't really expecting to go as far as they did. Um and it was exciting. I think that the entire nation kind of got behind them. We were a team that, from a national standpoint, isn't really recognized all the time. You know, little small Reno over here. You know, people people think every time I tell someone I'm from the University of Nevada, they think Vegas all of a sudden. You know, but here in Reno, we've got we've got great stuff. We got baseball now. We've got basketball. We've got football. And when our basketball team does something good, we deserve to be recognized like that. And I think that, as you said, Garrett, it was incredible to see. Yeah, and looking ahead, as a lot of people do, they they do way early predictions. So, with that being said, um, following the national championship game, writers came out, um, writers came out, and they uh, gave a, Nevada a lot of love in the early rankings. Now, granted, this is all saying if Nevada returns, said three three players. Um, Ken Pomeroy uh, has Nevada ranked seventh in the nation. Rob Douster of NBC Sports has the pack ranked ninth. Sam Vicente of The Athletic has Nevada ranked ninth. And Gary Parrish of CBS Sports has the pack ranked tenth. When I give these rankings, these are all national rankings. So I feel like Nevada could be an elite team next year. I, def- I definitely agree. If these guys come back, I think they're going to come back with experience. They're going to come back with confidence and they're going to come back with a heck ton of, of momentum from last season you know and they got something to prove I, I think the one thing that Mus has done every single year is outdone himself and his team and I think that next year is our is our year to go the farthest we've ever gone before and I think this could be a really good move because if Nevada were to be a top four seeding they would have um and if things lined up they could have a really if they were to make the tournament and top four seed, as mentioned, they could have a really good draw of where they would play. They just announced that the initial first round was going to be in uh, one of the first round locations was going to be uh, in Sa- in Seattle, but they just moved it to San Jose. 
So I feel like if Nevada could draw San Jose, it would be like a home game for the pack. It'd be a home game for me for sure. I'd be there in a heartbeat. So I, I think I think again, speaking of this, I think Nevada it, come back, Jordan, come back, Caleb, come back, Cody. We need you. Uh, you give this team an identity, and I think with the transfer players, you're just gonna make this team even much more better. Exactly. And I totally agree with you, Garrett. I think that guys go out there, put some feelers out, get to know people, compete, come back, and really, really compete, and we'll have an incredible season next year, and then you can leave Nevada in style and head out to the NBA, overseas, wherever the wind takes you, and become incredible and great and make a legacy for yourself. With that being said, that is the end of the breaking news recap. Jordan, are there any final words for this week's show? Any final words for this week's show? Again, go watch your Nevada sports, guys. They're incredible. They're exciting. Um, I want to wish the best of luck to Jordan, Caleb, and Cody. You guys are rock stars, and I think that whatever happens um, when you guys go out for for workouts, uh, take it, enjoy it, make the most of it. Um, Garrett, anything else you want to say? Um, I'm just reiterating of your point. Make sure you guys come out to the softball game. Uh, show support. The team drives off uh, attendance, and you have a lot of locals on both baseball and softball. So it'd be it'd be great to support the team. Um, Jordan, Caleb, and Cody, we need you back. We need you guys back for sure. But hey, enjoy life. Take it where where it takes you. And, we make, was, and make the most of it. And if you're listening to this show, and if you're listening to this, we want you on the show as an interviewee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, we'd love to talk to you guys again. About the decision. Yeah, exactly. Come on, come come, shoot the breeze with us. Come tell us what's going on in your heads. We'll, uh, we'll sit down, we'll, we'll tell you what we think, and you tell us what you think, and we can have a great discussion. Thank you for listening to this week's show. Uh, we look forward to speaking with you next week but one last thing before we go go wolf pack <laughs>